0: How's everyone doing? Good. What a good night. You know, as I sit and reflect on how challenging this world is, as uh, my wife and I are trying to have this rule, which is no Facebook before bed. We're so bad at it, so bad at it. But and, and the reason why is because I have never, for the most part, went on Facebook and been really stoked or really happy. I mean, once in a while you'll get like a cute little puppy like doing something funny, like farting in a bubble or water or something. But for the most part, it's just crap and it's sad, sad stories. And uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of challenges going on in this world today. And I'm not here to depress you. I'm not here to, to make you sad. But the truth is, is we live in a very broken world. A very broken world. There are people dying every minute. And not from things that, that are natural. Not from things that, they, they, that, you know, like whatever, tsunami and things like that. There are people dying from other people's actions and from bad decisions and from greed and from, from things like that. And, 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 and this world can be a crazy place. But the truth is, is that we do have a Redeemer in this world. And not only, not only do we have a Redeemer, Christ who redeemed us, he gave us the Holy Spirit to guide us. And tonight, I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And it's a funny topic for me to talk about. And and let's just be honest, okay? One thing that you will always get from me is honesty. Sometimes I'm too honest and I get myself in trouble, and so I'll try not to be tonight. Tonight, But but I am going to just share a little bit about yourself, myself. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, sometimes we get scared. When you walk into a a church and it's like Holy Spirit night or something, and you're like, oh, man, what's going to happen? It's got some weird stuff going on tonight. It's the Holy Spirit night. And and I've been there, and so what I want to do tonight is talk to you a little bit about my experience, the challenges, and the growth that I've seen in this area, and then what I believe the purpose of the Holy Spirit is on earth. Now, I have to give you guys a a warning. I don't know everything about the Holy Spirit. I don't know everything about the Bible. All I can tell you is a little bit about what I know, and so that's what I'm going to do tonight. Is that cool? You guys ready? All right. All right. So, I grew up, um, for those of you who know me, I've shared my personal story. I've been through ups and downs, homeless, drug addict, all of that kind of stuff. But when I was a kid, and when I was a teenager, and I was still living with my parents for a few years, or my mom for a few years, she used to take us to church. And and I'm really thankful for the foundation that she gave to us, and and what she helped build in us. And she used to take us to church, and we went to like a, a super charismatic church. Okay, so for those of you who have, who've been around for a while, there's different types of, of churches and there's different types of, of ways that people worship and, and, and how people interact with the Holy Spirit and all that kind of stuff. And when I was a kid, we would go to these uh, really charismatic churches and essentially that means like they would just do kind of crazy stuff, okay? Not bad stuff, good stuff, but it was just like out of the box for like normal people when you come there and you see s- some of this stuff that's happening. And I remember seeing things like, you know, people being drunk in the Holy Spirit or people being slain in the Holy Spirit or people speaking in tongues and and people kind of just kind of losing it a little bit and and going all over the place. And being a kid and being like, what is going on? Like, this is weird. And really not understanding it. And as I grew up, realizing that, okay, there's a purpose for this and and people are doing this and, and this is good. But being younger and younger, realizing that. This is kind of crazy, just to be completely honest. If you haven't experienced those things and you walk off the streets and you see, you know, very charismatic Holy Spirit, uh, that type of church, it can be a little bit overwhelming. And and I think that's just honest. Am I lying here? Do you guys feel that? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, come on. And what happened was after I got through drugs and all that kind of stuff, when I was just about 18, I got sent to this camp. And this camp was a super charismatic camp. It was like five hours a night of intense, like, just crazy praying over you, doing like fire tunnels and all the things that you could possibly do and like laying people out in the spirit and just boom, 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 boom. And for five hours a night for six days, and I was just like, what is going on here? And, you know, just being, just being, like, really, like, okay, I believe in Jesus. I know he loves loves me and died for me, but I don't understand what's going on. And this was what really made it challenging for me. And and I'm going to talk about this in the future. I am not downplaying any of this. I I believe in this. I think it's really good. And I believe the Holy Spirit, and this is what I'm going to talk about. The Holy Spirit manifests in so many different ways. And he's beautiful however he chooses to show up. But... What happened to me is I started to believe that that was the only way that the Holy Spirit showed up. And I started to believe that I had to experience the Holy Spirit in that way. And if I didn't experience the Holy Spirit in that way, something was wrong with me. And I'm sure some of you have been there before. You've been in these services where everyone, you know, people are talking about the spirit is moving, the spirit is moving, and people are crying and weeping and doing all these things and you're just sitting there kind of like, "Okay." Like not really sure what's going on and wondering what's wrong with you. Why do you, I why am not why am I not physically or emotionally experiencing the same thing? And so what happened was I started to believe that that was the only way that you could experience the Holy Spirit. And so then I started to say, I have to experience the Holy Spirit that way. And so what I would do is I would go to every single event. I've been to hundreds and hundreds of of those kind of outpouring events and Holy Spirit events and events where it's like, okay, this is what's going to happen and this is what's going to look like. It's going to be a crazy prophetic boom, 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 crazy event. People are going to be, you know, just slain in the Spirit, knocked out, drunk in the Spirit. It's going to be nuts. And I've been to hundreds of those events. And what I found was I would go to these events again and again and again. And all of these people would be like feeling or looking like they were experiencing the Holy Spirit, and and I would get nothing. And I would just sit there, and I'd be like, why am I not, you know, getting blown over? Or why why am I not, um, you know, shaking on the ground or whatever? And I remember preachers and pastors would come up to me. I don't know if you guys have been around church for a while, but they like blow. They do that blow thing where they're like... (laughs) You know, and the Holy Spirit, and I'd be like, okay, you know, and I just uh, and 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 I was always like this. I am not going to fake it. My relationship—if I want to fake it, I can go to a cult. If I want to just feel good, I can go do something else. There's a million things out there that you can fake, and a million other things. But I was like, I am not faking an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? I'm not just going to get blown over because some big guy with stinky breath is pushing me over. Like, I, I'm, no. I want to experience the Holy Spirit. Okay? And so, but, but what happened was, eventually, after doing this over and over and over again, I started to get angry, and I started to get resentful. And I would go to these experiences and I would be like, God, like, just come on, man. Like, just hit me. Like, make me levitate or whatever it is I'm supposed to do. Like, you know, like, really just going for it, right? I'm joking about the levitation. Anyways, sometimes jokes in my head are so funny right there and there. And then they come out and they're just garbage. Um, anyways, it was funny. <laughs> Thanks, James. And, and so anyways, so, so then I started to get frustrated. And then I started to say, there's two things that I came to. I say, okay, God, everyone is doing this. This is the experience everyone's having, and I'm not. So there's, two, there's only two conclusions that I can come to. Either A, this is all crap. It's not real. Okay, It's phony, and people are just making it up. Or B, you don't care about me. And, and, or something is wrong with me. Or I have some sort of sin that is causing me to not experience the Holy Spirit in that way. And those were the two things I could come up with, and both of those made me incredibly angry, and both of those made me sad. And I looked, and I said, okay, well, if that's the case, then I don't want anything to do with this ever again. And I walked away from anything that had to do with the Holy Spirit. If you said Holy Spirit, I was like, no, 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 I don't want that. I, don't, I believe in Jesus, I believe he saved me, but I don't want anything to do with this Holy Spirit thing. And... It really broke me, because I thought something was wrong with me, or I thought God didn't love me, or, 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 or that a bunch of Christians were just faking it. And it really hit me. And so, I started to get angrier and angrier. And these things don't just happen. It's not like just one day I woke up and I was like, okay, this isn't real, I'm walking away. It just slowly happened over the course of about a year, a year and a half, two years. And I became Angry. And you can ask my wife the things that I would say. When people would talk to me about Holy Spirit encounters, or people would say, oh, you should have seen this. It was incredible. It was powerful. I was just like, no, it's not real. It's stupid. And I really began to to, to go beyond being hurt to to being someone who was hurting, if you know what I mean, denying who God was. And one day I was back at this camp, and this time, it was about 10 years later. This is about four years ago. I was back at this camp, but this time we had rented the whole camp out, and we did a skateboard camp, Levi and I and a, and a bunch of friends, and we took a bunch of kids skateboarding, and it wasn't like a charismatic thing, it was a, it was a Christian camp, but it was, it was much more low-key, and um, I remember my friend who was there when I got saved uh, when I was 17, 18, was there with me, and he's a very charismatic, you know, very Holy Spirit-led guy. And he takes me aside, and, and he can see that I'm angry. He can just sense something in my spirit. And he takes me aside, and he says, Stuart, I want you to know something. The Lord is speaking to me, and he tells me that you're, you're at a fork in the road. You're on this journey, and you can go right or you can go left. And a right turn is continue to do what you're doing, continuing to be angry, continuing to be hateful, continuing to be frustrated by the Holy Spirit, by God, all that stuff. And it's going to be a painful road if you continue to go down that road. He said, or you can take a left turn. And a left turn means laying down your heart, laying down your your life, and just asking the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Letting him know that you're hurt, letting him know that you're frustrated, and asking him to speak to you. And I remember being so frustrated. I was like, well, if I don't believe the Holy Spirit speaks to you, why am I believing that you're speaking to me right now through the Holy Spirit? You know, I was like really kind of like trying to wrap my head around whether or not I believed what he was saying. But eventually, I was like, okay, Father, I, I, I don't have a choice. I know you love me. I know you're real. I need to experience this. And so all I did is I just let it go. And I said, Lord, I messed up when it comes to this. I don't want to dishonor you. I want to see the fullness of who you are. Would you please just show me? And what happened? You're, you're all probably thinking, oh, then some crazy Holy Spirit thing happened, and he, like, got lifted up in the sky. No. God didn't lift me up in the sky. I wish I could say that. Um, but what happened was a crazy Holy Spirit thing. I started to just pray, and, and what I eventually heard, or what I began to heard is that, Stuart, you never really considered there's a third option. And, and I was just like, what? And he's like, Stu... You know, you think you have it all figured out, but there could have been a third option. He's like, Stu, do you believe that you can put the Holy Spirit in a box? Do you believe that I have to show up the way you think I'm supposed to show up? He's like, maybe the third option is I do speak to you. I just speak to you in a different way. Is that you don't have to experience me the same way that everyone else experiences me is that I have created you so perfectly unique, and I speak to you perfectly uniquely. And I was just like, oh, wow. Like maybe this whole time God has been speaking to me, but because I said he had to do it in this way and looking like this, and he didn't speak to me, or at least I thought he didn't speak to me in that way, therefore I rejected him speaking to me at all. And what I've come to understand is that is not how God speaks to me. Now, I believe he can. Don't get me wrong. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in the anointing of the Spirit. I believe that God can and do anything through his Spirit. I believe if God wanted to and if it honored him right now, he could turn me into a puddle of mush on this stage. I hope he doesn't, but he could. Actually, I don't, and it's all good. But you know what I mean? Like God, like literally the Holy Spirit can do whatever the Holy Spirit wants. But what I'm saying is that I don't want to chase other people's experience of the Holy Spirit. I want to have an intimate relationship and understanding of the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit in my life. And I've come to realize that Holy Spirit, show up any way you like. If you want to do something crazy, if you want to have everyone in here going absolutely nuts because that honors you, then do it. But if you want to speak to me in the quiet, in the intimate, then do it. If you want it to be emotional, be emotional. If you want it to be quiet, let it be quiet. Who am I to tell the Holy Spirit how he is to talk to me? And it's like, God, I just got on my knees and I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. You know, but not, that's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not condemn <laughs> But in my own thing, I'm just like, oh, and the Holy Spirit's like, no, Stu, I love you. Because that is what all of this is about. Can I tell you, every single thing, every every gift of this, of the Spirit is about one thing. It's about love. Everything, excuse me. Everything. I get excited. I get so excited. I just, <sighs> yeah. I do. I get excited because I want people to understand the love of God. Because the love of God changes the world. It changes the world, you guys, because we're not called to just live. We're not called to just exist. We're not called to just go to work. We're not called to just go to school. We are called to change the world. We are called to bring the love of God into this world. And the only way that happens is through the Holy Spirit. Because that is what the Holy Spirit gives us. When Jesus ascended, when he sacrificed and he left, he said, now I give you the Holy Spirit to guide you and to love you. Do you know that God calls us to do two things? Do you know the reason you breathe? The reason you breathe is for two reasons, kind of three reasons. Okay? I still haven't, I don't know how theologically sound this is, but whatever. Three kind of reasons. Number one, it says, uh, is to love God. You exist to love God. You know what the second one is? To love others. That is why you breathe, is to love God and to love others. And for those of you who think that's a bad thing, it's like, oh, I only exist to do that. No, it's good, because that is what you were created, and you were created to do that. And when you do that is when you're fully fulfilled. But do you know the only reason, the only way that you can do those two things? I'm standing really weird right now, I don't know. This thing is so awkward. Just get out of here, buddy. Like, there's, you, you're, you exist to love God and to love others, but do you know that you cannot love God without first experiencing the love of God? You can't love God. You can't love others. And yeah, good luck loving others if you have not experienced the love of God. You can't do it. And that is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit exists to bring you closer to himself. Exists for you to experience God's love. And and as I was researching a little bit on this, I... What I like to do is I like to read like really old uh, theologians or really old perspectives on the Bible because I just think, you know, God doesn't change. The Holy Spirit doesn't change and, you know, humans have been around for a long time and I just like to hear what other people have to say. And I was researching on the Holy Spirit and I came across this one theologian. He's from the Netherlands. He's Dutch. Uh, Wrote a book on the Holy Spirit in the 1800s. And uh, I don't agree with everything that, that he stood for back then. He had a lot of weird thinking, but, um, but there was a lot of really awesome stuff, too. <laughs> that's what happens. So people are going to look back at me in 100 years and be like, that dude was weird. Some of the stuff he said was dope. Some of it was just pure, get, get it out of here. But that's just what happens. But um, he talked about the Holy Spirit. What was his name? Abraham? Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Abraham Abraham Lincoln wasn't Dutch, bro. Uh, Kuiper Abraham Kuiper. He was a Calvinist and, and had had some thoughts there, but but uh, <laughs> it's, it's all good, Tim. Um, but he um, he had he had this beautiful three uh, three volume book on the Holy Spirit, and I read not the whole book, but I read portions of it, and it just it literally brought me to tears. And this is a guy who wrote it in 1880. And I was like, wow. And essentially, I'm not going to go into it in too much detail because he wrote it in a very like perfect academic English for 1880, and so I won't be able to properly make it sound as good as it does. But essentially, this is what he said. He said, a lot of people misunderstand what it is to receive the Holy Spirit. A lot of people think that the Holy Spirit and receiving the Holy Spirit is an experience in that it's a one-time experience, in that you receive the Holy Spirit. So when you ask God or you ask Christ to come in your life, he gives us the Holy Spirit. And we tend to think that, okay, now the Holy Spirit has come, and now I'm perfect. Now it's all fixed. The Holy Spirit's come. It's like this dark place is all shiny now, and everything's good. It's awesome. We got it. And then people wonder, like, the next day, like, why is life still kind of hard? Or why is like this happening or that happening or I'm still frustrated with things? Well, because the reality is is we have to rethink what it means to have the Holy Spirit. And rethink what it means to experience the Holy Spirit. Because I, can I tell you something? God never meant for us to have a one-time experience with the Holy Spirit. God meant for us to have a lifelong relationship with the Holy Spirit. And, and as I started to reflect, that's what God started to tell me. He's like, "Stu, you were looking for a one-time experience with the Holy Spirit, and He's like, I held that back from you so you would seek a lifelong relationship." And it's like, ah. Oh. And and so this is how He explained it. He's like, "Think about you, Stuart Young. Look at him like a house. Okay. Now this house was made for God. That's why it was created." And what happens, though, is before we have Christ, we tend to be our own landlords of our house, right? We try to take care of it. We try to make sure it's clean and everything. But the truth is, is we really suck at it, okay? We make that house so dirty, so bad, and it's falling apart. Now, for some of us, before we meet Christ, our house is just a little bit dirty, okay? We just got to, like, sweep under the rug a few things, you know? Some of us, it's bad, Okay, that house has been partied in for, like, a week straight by, like, you know, a bunch of dudes who just just got gnarly or whatever, right? Like, <laughs> anyways, sorry. I was, <laughs> I don't mean it. I, you know, I, I was thinking, like, what's the opposite of a sorority? Frat house. That's what I was trying to think of. <laughs> How do I know sorority but not frat house? but it's like a frat house that's been living there for years and it's just disgusting and that's what our heart is that's that's who we are but when we invite the Holy Spirit essentially what the Holy Spirit is is he comes and knocks on the door sometimes gently sometimes louder but he never stops knocking and he says I see your house is a mess and I see it's actually falling apart I want to come clean it I want to come fix your heart. I want to come fix your house. And he keeps knocking and knocking and knocking. And no matter how many times we slam the door in his face, he continues to knock. Because he knows that our house needs to be clean. And he loves, he wants to dwell with us. But the thing is, is he will never kick the door down. And that I can't remember if it was James or or Cody who, who was talking about, I think it was Cody who was talking about God not being a forceful God. He will not battering ram into your heart. You know, he might make some fireworks outside to be like, look at me, look at me. But he's not going to force his way into your house because he can't. Or he can't, but he won't because that's not love. He has to be invited in. And that is essentially what happens is the Holy Spirit gets invited into our heart. But here's the thing, and it's the crazy thing. Even if you make that decision, you're like, okay, I realize, man, I need Jesus. I need the Holy Spirit. And you invite him into your heart. Do you know that your heart isn't really the best place in the beginning for the Holy Spirit to be? Because it's still pretty dirty. And so you invite him in, and this, this, this heart, this house that you have, is filled with just broken stuff. And in fact, everything in the house is trying to kick him out. And think about it this way. He comes into this dirty house. It's all of your your sin. It's all of your challenges. It's all your problems. And the Holy Spirit is perfect. And yet he comes into this dirty place to clean it up. But there's some dirty stuff in there that doesn't want the Holy Spirit to be there. And wants to kick the Holy Spirit out. And wants to say, no, 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 this is my home. Think about the sin. You know, even Levi, he talked about it so beautifully today, and Paul obviously talked about it in the Gospels, or sorry, in his letters. You know, he talks about, oh, some days I have a conversation with God, and I say, okay, God, I'm going to give it up to you, but I don't. And we all have those things in our heart that are like, okay, God, I know these are dirty things, or I know these are frustrating or challenging things, but I I, I just, it's too painful for me to give up. And how I think about those, if you look, if you give the picture of a house, I think about those as the rat's nests in our house. These houses, they have these rat's nests in them, okay? And essentially what that means is just things that we've let come in, sin and garbage that we've let come into our houses. And they've been there so long that they think it's their house. The sin and the hurt and the pain in your heart has been there so long that it thinks that it's the owner, that it's the landlord of your heart. And the Holy Spirit comes in and says, I'm here. I'm the great exterminator. I'm going to get rid of all these rat nests. And the rat nests are like, no, 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 but this is my house. No, 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 don't. Like, this is my house. How dare you? And we're trying to push, always trying to push. But the Holy Spirit is so patient and so beautiful that he says, I'll keep coming. Every single day I will keep coming. And that is the love of God and the love of the Holy Spirit. Do you know that the Holy Spirit never gets tired of coming to your door? Never. Never. A million times you could kick him out, all of that stuff. He will always come back. You know, there's no sin there's no previous sin or future sin that you can do that's going to scare the Holy Spirit away. He is not afraid of you. He wants to continually come and knock at the door. And you know what he wants to do? He wants to bring light and he wants to clean that broken house. And the crazy thing is, is it's funny though. We let the Holy Spirit in and we're like, okay, here's this one room. I got this, I got this room, Lord. Can you just clean this room? That would be great if you could take all the other stuff, just, you know, whatever. But, like, this room you should clean. And the Holy Spirit's like, oh, I got you. You're so dumb. I knew it. He doesn't actually think you're dumb. But that was dumb. Why did I say that? Anyways. <laughs> He's patient. Thank you. And, and he comes in, and you're like, okay, Holy Spirit, clean this room. And he cleans it. And then all of a sudden, he points over there, and he says, what about that room? And you're like, no, 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 I don't want that room cleaned. He's like, that room's dirty too. And then he cleans that room. And then he's like, do you know you have a basement? That basement's pretty dirty. And you're like, no. That's where all the good stuff is. Don't take it. Because we got those things that are buried deep down there that we don't want sometimes the Holy Spirit to expose. But do you know what? Is He loves us so much that he has patience with us. And he says, Stuart, I love you. This is going to hurt a little bit, but I promise you, I am going to take this. And I promise you, I'm going to heal this. And that is what the Holy Spirit is, guys. And I want to tell you, that's how I've experienced the Holy Spirit. is the gentle whispers. is the times where he's like, Stu, your room's dirty. Or Stu, this is messed up. I, I'm not condemning you for this mess up. I'm not, I'm not even blaming you. I just want to heal you. I just want you to receive freedom. I want you to understand and know my love for you. And I believe, like I said, you know what I love? I love Tehila because we experience, I love how we experience the Holy Spirit in so many different ways. You know, we have guys like Luke who come in here and so beautifully, like I was pretty skeptical about, you know, some of the things that happen sometimes, not in here, but just in church like I was talking about. And I, and I just had to sit down with Luke And man, did that guy really help me understand how beautiful the Holy Spirit is. And and what an incredible church that we have where we are open to experiencing the Holy Spirit in whatever way he chooses to show up. And so I say all these things to say, the Holy Spirit in my life has been, you know, it's sometimes a loud shout, sometimes a small whisper, but it's always been love. And that's how we know. People always ask, how do we know it's the Holy Spirit or not. Well, it's relatively easy. Is it love or is it not? Are you experiencing love behind whatever you're feeling? Or are you experiencing condemnation? Because if you're experiencing condemnation, confusion, those things, those things are not gifts of the Spirit. If, if, you're, if you're receiving love, that's a pretty clear indication that, that it is the Spirit. And that's why He exists. And for me, like I said, I don't hear, like, you know, some, sometimes we think when it comes to hearing the Holy Spirit, That it's like this loud, audible, like, you know, oh, Stuart, you know, turn right at the stop sign or whatever, right? it's like, maybe some of you experience that, and that'd be rad. I wish I had that, like, just boom, like, really loud in my ear. But for the most part, that's not how I hear the Holy Spirit. For the most part, it's a feeling it's an understanding that's just in my heart and I can't really explain it. And sometimes it comes even in my own voice sometimes. But it's like, okay, God, I can feel you pushing me that way. And the great thing is, is even if I mistake my own thoughts for the Holy Spirit, if I literally just do this simple prayer and say, okay, God, I think you're you're leading me in this direction, but it could just be my own desires. It could be my own whatever. Lord, if it's you, can you just help me? And if it's not, can you also just help me? You know, like, God, can you just be with me regardless because sometimes I make mistakes? And, and, and I, I just don't want us to overcomplicate it. It's like, God is with us. And here's, I, I want to close off with just a couple things really quick. Is everyone good? James, I was about to apologize, but then James told me I'm not allowed to apologize. Because I apologize a lot when I, when I preach. Um, but, but here's a couple things I just want us to understand. And I've said it, and I'll say it again. The Holy Spirit loves you. Loves you, adores you, absolutely adores you. In your sin, in your messed upness, in whatever you're going through, he loves you. And he wants you to understand that he is with you at all moments. Do you know, when we think that we're not hearing the Holy Spirit, it's not that he's not speaking to us. It's just that for some reason we're not hearing him properly. And so the prayer that I pray is the Holy Spirit, help me to see you. Holy Spirit, help me to hear you. If there's things in my heart that are getting in the way, if there's things in my head that are getting in the way, Lord, you love me enough to, to help me move those things out. Help me to see you. It's that simple. And two things really quick. Talking about not having just an experience with the Holy Spirit, but a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I love um, big events where we go and we we pray and we seek the Spirit and we do all those things. I think those are great events and we need to do them all the time. But can I tell you, I don't need to go to an event to experience the Holy Spirit. I don't need to get on a plane and go to California. Or go to Australia. Or do any of those things to experience the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is not greater in one area than he is in another. The Holy Spirit is with us everywhere we go. It says in this next verse. Not this one, but the next one. This one I already screwed up, so we'll go to the next one. Okay? Or didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place? The place of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not saying, you know what, I love places like Bethel and all those places that that seek the Holy Spirit. The reason I love those places is not that I believe the Holy Spirit is stronger there. I just believe there's a bunch of people there who are just crazy about meeting the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit isn't any stronger there. Okay, because the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. It's just that people are willing to let it all go and say, I don't care what it costs, I'm going to seek you. But we can do that here in Calgary. We can do that anywhere. We don't need that. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to go away to find God when he's right here. And it's like, Father, help me. Holy Spirit, help me to live and realize that every day. That I don't need to go to special events. I don't need to do these things to experience you. I just need to open my eyes. I just need to wake up in the morning and say, Good morning, Holy Spirit. Because you are with me. And, that, and I'm not saying that. Go to events. If we have a big you know, event where we're seeking the Holy Spirit, go to those events because it's good to learn how to, you know, how to seek the Holy Spirit and all those things. I'm not saying that those are bad things. You guys hear that? <laughs> what I'm saying, though, is you can do that in your living room. You can do that in the church pew right now. Because it's not like there's some special formula to, to experiencing the Holy Spirit. It's not like we have to do X and Y and make everything perfect, and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit's like, okay, yeah, he did the magic formula, so mm, that's where I'm going to show up. That's not how it works. It says clearly, Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in us. So why don't we live like that? Why don't we walk like that? Why don't we stand proud and in that strength that the Holy Spirit is with us wherever we go? Because that is how we change the world. I, I want to walk away from a generation of people who try to go to event, to event, to event, to experience the Holy Spirit. And event chase and Holy Spirit chase. You don't need to chase the Holy Spirit, He is with you at all times. Go, but still, go to the events, they're good. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't, you know, what's your motives? That's, do you get me, Pastor? You get me? Okay. I always have to be careful, because I'm like, man, am I making people angry right now? Yeah, thanks, James. (laughs) Hear my heart. If anyone ever listens to this podcast and is like, is he telling people not to go to these events? No. Go to any event where the Holy Spirit is. I'm, I'm so down. Okay? But just know that the Holy Spirit is with you at any time. Okay? Clear. Clear. Okay? And at the end of the day, the reason why... Bringing it all back, the reason why is because, you know, when God looks at this earth, he, it hurts his heart. Do you know, when you, when you go and you see something on the news of a, of a children's hospital being bombed in a war zone, does that hurt your heart? Why does that hurt your heart? Because the Holy Spirit lives in your heart. And also because that is the love that the Holy Spirit gave you. And so that when when we when when we cry over those things, when we get saddened over those things, can you imagine what God feels over those things? Can you imagine his heart when he sees this broken world? And that's why he said, listen guys, it's simple. I want you to experience my love, and you do that literally just by opening up and saying, "Lord, I need you. Can you can you please be with me?" And as you experience the love of the Holy Spirit and as he continues to clean your heart and as he continues to speak to you, then you will in turn do two things. You will learn to love him back in perfect love and then you will learn to love one another in perfect love. And can I tell you guys, that's how the world changes. Do you want to see this world changed? I'm not even talking about Calgary. Like I want to see Calgary on fire, but Calgary's pretty good, okay? Like I'm not saying, but we're, we're, we're for the most part, we're safe, we're healthy, we have, you know, hospitals, all of that thing, all of those things. I still want to see people on fire for God in Calgary. But I want to see the whole world experience the love of the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? And guys, I mean this sincerely. I don't want us to just walk away and be like, oh, cool, that was, a you know, whatever sermon. And and I guess the Holy Spirit's your pal, so let's just keep doing it, you know. Like, I actually want us to walk away and I want you to pray and just ask the Holy Spirit. How does he show, how Holy Spirit show your love to me so that I may love you and love others because that is how we change the world. Can I pray? Colin, can you come up real quick? I'm just gonna pray. And... Um, Yeah. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for your love. I thank you that even though I'm broken, even though I push you away, even though I tell you I'm okay or whatever, that you continue to knock. And even if I slam the door in your face 10,000 times, you will come back 10,001 because you love me. And Lord, I ask tonight that you would just help people to hear you. Would you open our ears today? Would you open our eyes today, Father, to hear you and to experience you? Would your perfect love flood our hearts so that we can walk in the strength and the knowledge of who you are? So that we would be okay to clean these dirty houses. That we would be okay to go through the challenges. That we would be okay, Father, to live this life knowing that the creator of the universe who loves us so much is beside us every step of the way. Father, would we have experiences with you tonight? And whatever that looks like, Father, would you help us to cast away what we think you should do? And how you should show up. And be open, Father, to however you choose to show up. Knowing, God, that you show up and you love us perfectly. Father, we thank you that that you just love us. And we ask that that, uh, you help us love you and help us love one another. And guys, I'm just going to do a quick prayer. I mean, that was a prayer, but I'm going to do another one. And that's what I love man God just I mean I think me speaking is a pretty good example of God just using weird people to do good things you know like you know what I mean like like just you don't have to be perfect man God loves you so much and he will use you your imperfections and he will use you through whoever you, whatever garbage you got going on because he loves you he wants us to be free freedom. So if there's those of you tonight who feel like you're struggling experiencing the love of Christ, experiencing the love of the Holy Spirit um, and just having a, an issue with with who the Holy Spirit is and how he speaks to you. I'm gonna pray but also our leaders are going to be up here and if you just want to talk we are here to talk. okay whatever whatever that looks like. So I'm just going to pray for those of you. And if if you have, we're going to continue with worship for a couple minutes. And then um, if you have thoughts or if you want prayer or or anything, if you want to experience the love of the Holy Spirit, come and speak to us and and, uh, we'll pray with you. So Father, I just pray right now that all of us in here, God, would experience your love. And that if there there are those in here that have been through the journey that I've been through who are just questioning whether you speak to them, questioning whether you love them, Father, would you just take the earmuffs off? And would you just, you know, continue to knock at that door, knock at that door until they get the point and they start to realize the things that they need to do to hear you. But would you speak so loudly, would you speak so boldly that every person in this room, God, this week... Can, can say, I heard the voice of God, or I know the love of God. Because once we know that, everything else is, is easy. So, we love you. We're so thankful for every single one of you here tonight at Tehillah. If you need prayer, if you have thoughts or anything like that, uh, please feel free to come and chat. God bless you guys.